morning and welcome to New Hope Church. My name is Mel. We'd also like to greet those of you online as well. Um, if you are new here, we want to go over just a few things. So we have our prayer room with Auntie Chris and Uncle Obed. There are prayer warriors this morning. If you do need prayer, please go see them. Our nursery, birth to two years old. Across the wing where is our, our Across the wing there is our children's and youth ministry. I had a coffee. Uh, um, stay with me. Stay with me. And then through here is our fellowship hall. In our fellowship hall, breakfast for purchase. There's the well. There's our restrooms and our resource center that can help equip you with Bibles, books, or material to help you with your walk with, with the Lord. And then coming up this Wednesday, January 4th, we're going to kick off the new year in our first Wednesday service with, with an extended prayer and worship night. Um, that's really, uh, when we start a new year, we really want to glean on what God has in store for us. So we're going to start that this Wednesday. And then coming up January 9th, we as a Foursquare family, Foursquare is our denomination. Uh, we're going to go into 21 days of fasting and prayer. And uh, if you go on our app, you download our app, um, there's links to all of this stuff. And on the link for the 21 days of fasting and prayer is actually a letter from Pastor Randy Remington, who's our president. And it explains... Uh, it explains the vision behind it, the heart behind it. And, and really, ultimately, I would strongly encourage you to do that. Um, because, again, we want to see what, what God's doing this year specifically. Uh, God has plans for us. So that's really what the 21 Days of Fasting and Prayer is all about. So, again, download our church app. Thank you for coming. Thank you for starting the new year off with, with the Lord. And please enjoy today's service. Thank you. But once again, Happy New Year. And although we put a close to 2022 and we can reflect on it, we also want to move on and press forward, press on to this new year. And I'm sure many of us have already put together our New Year's resolution. Some of us are thinking about what our New Year's resolution will be. And although we can learn from last year, we don't want to just toss out reflecting because we do want to reflect on who we're becoming and how we can learn even in this year of who we're becoming. God is going to teach us how we can be the best versions of ourselves. And this morning we have Pastor Ben Urbanozo who's going to bring the Word of God to us. Would you welcome with me Pastor Ben as he shares the Word of God. Let's welcome him. Thank you, Pastor Sheldon. Good morning, guys. Happy New Year's. How you guys doing? Hey, give yourselves a round of applause. You made it. Yeah. It's so amazing to see people on the first day of a brand new year saying, hey, we're going to focus on Jesus. That's how we're going to start off this year. I don't know about you, but does anybody have New Year's resolutions? No? Anybody? It's okay if you don't. It's okay if you're like, I don't want to raise my hand because I don't want to be held accountable. Um... I, can I share with you real quick? I, I used to have New Year's resolutions, but every time I did, I got burned. Because a lot of times, you do New Year's resolutions because you want to get healthy, and that's what I would normally do. And I remember uh, in 2020, I remember I was like, okay, you know what? I told my wife, Katie, you know, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to do something outrageous. I'm going to go without eating meat. Because I love meat. I love meat. You cannot tell. Right, a man over here loves meat. And so I remember going, okay, I'm not going to eat any meat. And so January 1st came, I was like, okay, it's my last time I'm going to eat meat. January 2nd came, I was like, all right, no meat, no meat. All right, good, good, good. January 3rd came, no meat. January 4th, I was like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> it's like hard. 
January 5th came, and I was like, okay, Lord, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat, I'm going to eat red meat. I'm going to eat fish, though. I'm going to be a pescatarian, so I can live off poke, that's why, right? Local boy, I can live off poke. And so I was like, okay. And so I, I, I tried my hardest to not eat meat. And so at the end of January, I was really excited because I was like, hey, I did very good. You know, I'm good, I'm good. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I was done eating meat, COVID happened. And I was like, Lord, did it happen because of me? You know what, Lord? I'm never going to take this chance again. I'm going to continue to eat meat so that we don't have to have any more pandemics. So that's what I was like, Lord, how is it I try to get healthy? And all of a sudden, there's a worldwide pandemic after that. And then this past week on Wednesday, again, you know, we're getting ready for New Year's, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and get healthy. I want to try and get healthy. And so uh, my wife knows that there's a lot of, I have a lot of knots because I'm not healthy, and so I'm very unaligned. And so we made an appointment for me to go see the chiropractor for the first time ever. And so the chiropractor, he looks at me, he goes, have you ever been to a chiropractor? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, this is my first time. But I'm excited because you see all the YouTube videos, right? Like, crack, crack, crack. Oh, I feel so good. And so he's like, oh, your upper mid-back is, is really tight. And so that was the first thing he did. So I'm like, okay, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. And all of a sudden, he presses, and I thought I died. Because I heard the crack. But my entire body just... And Katie, my wife said, I fully extended. Like, I was lying down on the bench going, ah! I was waiting for my heart to stop. That's what I felt. In fact, I'm still in pain because of unhe- how, how he cracked my... I don't know, it's, it's because of, I'm unhealthy. But I'm like, Lord, every time I do a New Year's resolution to get healthy, bro, something happens. So you know what? I'm not going to get healthy anymore. I'm good. No, nah, I'm joking. Because I'm pretty sure the Lord is saying, you shouldn't be waiting for New Year's. Try to get healthy every day. Try to eat a salad once in a while. Try to stretch a little bit. But here's the thing. From, from me, New Year's, New Year's resolutions don't have any effect in my attempt to find the best version of me. How many of you guys want to discover the best version of yourself? I promise this is, not, this is like what you see on the TV. Where it's like, hey, you want to find the best version of yourself? Follow this. No, but I think we all can agree that we can do better. We want, we want the best for us. Right? I'm pretty sure nobody's here is like, hey, you know what? I want mediocre. I want mediocre. I'll take low. <laughs> no, we, we want to find the best version of ourselves. And I think it's interesting because when it comes to resolutions, we think that, well, if we do a resolution, then we're going to find the best version of ourselves. But I don't think it's meant to be about resolutions, but rather reflections. Not just self-reflection, but also who we're reflecting. And so this year, I want to I encourage us. Let's not just have New Year's resolutions. I'm not saying if you have New Year's resolutions, that's not good. But let's have more than that. Let's experience a New Year reflection to be the version of us that God wants us to be, not just in 2023, but beyond. And you know what's interesting is that throughout the Bible, you can read throughout the Bible, and you will find many stories of people that discovered the best version of themselves. Abram became Abraham. Moses, David, Mary, Paul. But you know, there's one person in the Bible that we can learn the principles of discovering the best version of ourselves. And his name is Peter. Now, if you have our New Hope Church app, the, the, we can find the scripture 
in our note section. If not, we also have the scripture that's going to be on the screen above. But it says this in Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. And this is when Jesus is calling his first disciples. It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, also known as Peter, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. You see, what's so amazing is that Peter went from being a fisherman to a fisher of men. He discovered the best version of himself. And as Peter learned the two, disciple, the two principles of discovering the best version of himself, we can also learn and discover the best version of ourselves. Matthew's account of what took place happens in Matthew 4, and in verses 19 to 20, it says this, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And so if you're taking notes, the first principle that we discover is this, leave the nets. You gotta leave the nets. When I came to this church over 20 years ago as a youth, our, our Pastor Sheldon was actually our youth pastor, and we had a different senior pastor. Some of you may know him. His name was Pastor Alex Pacheco, and he actually spoke a couple weeks ago. And I love Pastor Alex because when I came up, Pastor Alex was like that grandpa figure. Like, he would just have the best stories. And he would always talk, he would always talk about what he used to do. In fact, when I came on staff, one of the very first projects that we had to do was we had to create a video of our staff, and especially our pastors, that, sh- that, that showed... Uh, their lives before coming to know Jesus. And if you didn't know, Pastor Alex, before he came to know Jesus, he actually was a fisherman. And I remember sitting with Pastor Alex and just talking stories with him and be like, Pastor Alex, what was it like to go fishing back in those days? Like to be a fisherman, a commercial fisherman. And so he would tell me stories. He'd say, yeah, we leave early in the morning, sun's not even out. We leave early in the morning on the boat. We go out, we fish, we catch whatever we got, bring it back. And he would tell me, and he, we actually saw pictures of him having huge loads of fish, big fish on the boat. And he was talking about, yeah, we come back, we bring in our haul, and, and then we sell it off to whoever uh, was contracted out to take the fish. And I know for a fact that commercial fishermen, they make money. They make money. And so I looked at Pastor Alex, and I told him one day, Pastor Alex, why would you give up 
being a fisherman and bringing in all that money and, you know, just that, that amazing stories. Like, why would you give that up? I love Pastor Alex because his, his answer was simple. Oh, uh, because God said so? Hey, is that, like, that's it? That's it. Because God said so. God said, I'm not supposed to be a fisherman. I'm supposed to be a fisher of men. And you know what's interesting is you, when you think about everybody, including us, including you, all of us have a story. And each and every one of us, as our story, we have choices that we have to make. Right? Do we do this or do we do that? Or do we pursue this or do we not pursue that? I think one of the choices that we don't realize that we have to make is, do we hold on to the net or do we let go? Do we hold on to the net or do we let go? You see, when Jesus calls Peter, and he calls the disciples, including Peter, the Bible says that at once they left their nets. They didn't hesitate. They immediately dropped their, their nets and left it on the side. But you see, here's the thing. For them, it wasn't just their source of income. It was actually their way of life. See, for someone like Peter, it probably, it, he probably grew up the son of a fisherman. That's all he knew. He grew up. That was his way of life, was fishing. I mean, it, was, it consumed him so much to the point where it literally became his identity. See, being a fisherman was all Peter had come to identify his life with. And I'm pretty sure that's all Peter thought his life was going to amount to. A lowly, poor, not even that great of a fisherman. I mean, brother man went fishing and never even come back with a guppy. But here's what happens. Jesus enters the boat and shows Peter that there's not only a life that is better, but a best version of himself. And it's there that Peter leaves his nets as well as his old life. Luke 9.24 says this, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will, find, will save it. I grew up as a kid loving watching movies, especially action movies. And so I remember being a kid, there was a, a series of movies, and I'm not talking about Back to the Future because that's my favorite movie, but there's another series of movies that I enjoyed watching. And what was so funny is that it wasn't a superhero movie. It wasn't about uh, space and all that. It was about a professor who just so happened to be who just so happens to go on these crazy adventures. And I remember watching each movie and, and watching this, and, and this guy's an adventurer. He, he, he's not buff, he's not anything like that, but all he has is a pistol and a whip. That's right. I love Indiana Jones. And so I remember growing up watching it as a kid. I remember being a kid watching Raiders of the Lost Ark when everybody's faces melted, and I was like, yeah! I don't know what my mom was thinking letting a five-year-old watch this movie, but hey, it's all good. And so I watched that and then Temple of Doom, but my favorite Indiana Jones movie, believe it or not, was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And the reason why I loved it is because I knew that the guy who was playing Indiana Jones' dad was James Bond. <laughs> I, knew that, I, knew Sean Con I knew who Sean Connery was and I didn't even bother the fact that why did Indiana Jones dad have an accent and Indiana Jones didn't but I loved it and if you've never watched the movie I'm going to spoil it a little bit so uh, 
in, in Indiana Jones in the last crusade they're trying to find the holy grail because, and the holy grail is, the, is supposedly the cup that Jesus drank from as, before he uh, was betrayed and the reason why they're trying to find the holy grail is because the holy grail is supposed to have powers to bring healing and internal life and so uh, at the very end of, uh, towards the end of the climatic scene what happens is the bad guys break the rule where the place is and the place starts to separate there's a cracks in the ground and the, 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 floor, the ground starts to separate and the holy grail rolls into the crack and the bad guy who was a woman uh, she goes diving after it and Indiana, Indiana Jones dives after her and grabs her hand and she's stuck in the crack of the ground and she's holding Indiana Jones's hand and she's trying to grab the holy grail and Indiana Jones is like Elsa See, this is where Disney got it from. Like, Elsa, let it go. Elsa, let it go. And he's like, he's like I, can't, I need your other hand to pull you to safety. And she's like, I can almost reach it. I can almost reach it. And her hand slips out of his hand, and she falls into the pit to her death. And all of a sudden, the earth underneath Indiana Jones now collapses, and now he's in the pit. He's in the crack, but his dad grabs his hand. And all of a sudden... Indiana Jones sees the Holy Grail and he's like, I can, I can reach it. I can reach it. I love it because if you remember that scene, he actually touches it. He's like, I, I, I can't, I can't. And you hear his dad going, Junior, give me your other hand. Give me your other hand, Junior. Because that's what his dad called him, Junior, right? And he's trying to grab it. I can get it. I can get it. And you see the clip of his hand starting to slip out of his dad's hand. Like, I can get it. And all of a sudden, Indiana Jones' dad goes, Indiana. Indiana. Again, the whole movie, he's calling him Junior. That was his nickname. But at that very moment, he's going, Indiana, Indiana. And immediately, Indiana Jones looks up to his dad and he's like, let it go. And so he swings his hand, grabs his dad's hand, and the dad pulls him out, and they ride off into the sunset. End of the movie. I loved it. And then they made Indiana Jones 4, and I was like, why? (laughs) But they're making a new one, so I'm excited for that one. But I remember that because when I think of that scripture, that whoever wants, to, whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it, I think I picture that scene in my head. Because I, I can only imagine that's exactly what Jesus is doing for us. That's what God is saying unto us. See, greater is the life that Jesus is calling us towards than the one that we often find ourselves chasing. And I love that scene because the, the killer for me was this. Is when Indiana's, Indiana's dad says his name. I think there's a lot of times where we're trying, we're, we're holding, we're trying to reach something, we're trying to chase something, we're, we're trying to go after something. And our father is calling our name. Let it go. Let it go. You see, Peter would have never become a fisher of men if he settled for being a fisherman. As much as we can try, we will never fully realize our full potential as the best version of ourselves if we're being pulled in two different directions. And that's why it was, that's why it was important for Peter, as well as for us, to let go of the nets. Hebrews 12, 1, 2, it says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders 
and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Can I point you to something in that scripture though real quick? Notice what it says first. It doesn't say get rid of the sin first. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. You know why? Because there are things in our life that not, might not be sin, but man, it hinders us. It holds us back. And here's the thing. Nets have one objective, to ensnare. That's what nets do. They trap. They catch. They ensnare. And if we don't let go of them, they won't let go of us. See, the first step towards discovering the best version of ourselves is to leave everything behind. Not just the sin, not just the shame or bad decisions, not just the hurt or the pain or the brokenness or trauma, not just the worry and anxiety, not just the excuses and reasoning, not just the performances and pride. Even the nets with the best intentions can stop us from realizing the best versions of ourselves. Now you might be going, okay, what nets are you talking about? I'm talking about our lives. Are we willing to lay down our life the way our old ways, our old lifestyle? I remember there was one time where we were picking up all the rubbish in our house and I told my kids, okay, but here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to go to all the rooms, grab all the small trash cans with the trash bags, bring it here so we can dump it all away. You can throw it all into the trash can and we can throw it away. Now I have a, no, for some reason we have a rule where uh, if, it's, if the trash bag is clean, although get trash inside, if the trash bag is clean, save it. Which don't make sense because how do you say a clean trash bag? But anyway, so I remember they came and so, and so I'm trying to grab this, this trash out of this one small little trash bag and because I, I only see paper. And so I'm just putting it like, okay, okay. And all of a sudden I reach in and there's gunk. And I'm like, what is this? And I sniff it and I'm like, that, does, that, that don't smell good. Oh my goodness, I can't even, I don't even know what it is. And so I'm like, just give me the whole bag and I throw it away. And I think one of my kids was like, dad, you're supposed to save the trash bag. And I'm like, I'm not saving that, just smell. And they're like, no, dad. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I want to save this trash bag because if I save the trash bag, yeah, it might be empty of trash, but the thing is still stink. And I don't know what happened. I'm going to leave him in the house and all of a sudden, I don't know, I'm going to be like, what does that smell? What does that smell? Oh, can it be that trash can? Because no more nothing inside, but there's a dirty trash bag. And you know what? I, I, I think sometimes we, we do that with the Lord. We'll say, Lord, can you, can you take the trash? Can you take the trash? Can you, can you take this? Can you take that? Can you take the, can, and, and the Lord is saying, I can, and I want to. But what you don't realize is, it's all dirty. You got to get rid of the whole trash bag. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's not, it's not that dirty, it's not, and it kind of smells a little bit, but just put some Febreze. No, if, if you don't get rid of the whole trash bag, then, then here's what's going to happen. You can continue to ask me to, to get rid of the trash inside, which I can, but you're going to leave it open to continuing to catch 
trash. Get rid of it, the whole thing. No makes sense. You keep the dirty trash bag only to catch more trash. Just throw it out. That's why after that, I was like, no, we can just, just throw away every single trash bag. I don't care. Get one thing inside, ah, just throw them inside. I don't know if you get boogers in there, dirty diaper. No, you throw it inside. No. And the thing is, if we, if we do that with trash, then even more so, we got to do that with the Lord. See, leaving the net of who I used to be allows me to move forward to the best version of who I can be because it draws us closer to the one who wants the best for me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So we got to leave our nets. The second thing is this. We got to follow Jesus. We got to follow Jesus. Now I get it. You may be going, oh, it's really easy. Yeah, I, you know, I follow Jesus. I follow Jesus. No, I don't mean like on Instagram. <laughs> let, me, let me explain to you what I mean by that. So this past, uh, this past Christmas, at the very end of Christmas, we gave our kids their last Christmas present. So what I did was uh, I printed out pieces of paper that had a word on it, put it on an envelope, and gave each one, starting from our youngest all the way to our oldest, and, it, and they opened it. And so our son, Luke, opened the first one. He opened it. He said, we. And then, he, and then Leah opened the next one. It said, are. Then Adrian opened up hers, and it said, going. And then Brianne opened hers. It said, two. And so when Kaylin opened hers, she's like, clean the house. <laughs> and I was like, yes, my Christmas present is coming. You guys are going to clean the house. And so, and so, you know, of course, my kids are like, why? Why are you doing that? Oh, sorry, it's the wrong envelope. My bad, my bad. And so she opens the right envelope, and of course it says we're going to Disneyland. Now, we have been planning for this. We were planning to go in June because it's the same week during convention and all that. And so we've been planning, me and my wife have been planning this for a while. But because of our planning, I went above, we were like, you know what? I've only been to Disneyland one time. One time. And I even didn't like it. I, I, I was so busy. The, the park was packed. I couldn't even enjoy it. I think I only rode like three rides. And I was like, there's no way. I, I don't know what to do. But we have friends who every single year go to Disneyland multiple times. And so I was like, you know what? We've got to ask them for coming to us. Because if they come with us, then they can show us. In fact, we told them, we're like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to go help you guys plan it out. We'd love to go. We can show you guys all the secret places and all the secret uh, entryways and all that. Because I'm like, if we go to Disneyland right now, I'm going to get lost in the parking lot. I'm like, are we even at Disneyland? Like, where are we? Where's the rides? But I'm like, no, I'm going to go. I want my friends to come with us because they know everything about Disneyland. Like, everything. Like, people were saying, no, you got to get the fast pass and park hopper. I was like, what is that one, park hopper? Like, does that help you hop around the park? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I got to go with friends that, so I'm like, okay, I'm hoping my friends can come because they know everything about Disneyland. And if I want to plan the best family Disneyland vacation and bring my friends along because I want to follow them because they know everything about Disney, then shouldn't that be the same thing with Jesus? That if I want to discover the best version of myself, then I must follow the one who already knows the best version of myself. You see, we see this in Peter. 
I love it. See, imagine what Peter was going through before Jesus came onto his boat. I mean, here he is. He's tired. He spent all night trying to catch a fish. Trying to catch a fish. Didn't even come back with a goldfish. I don't even know if he came back with his bait from the going fishing. But he comes back. He didn't catch anything. He's tired. And not only that, he has, now he has to go take care of his boat. He has to wash the nets and all this and that. And then this man says, hey, I want to jump on your boat real quick. And I'm pretty sure Peter's going, well, you know what? I, I better let this guy on because if I let this guy on, maybe he'll pay me to come on my boat so that way I can get at least some money. And then Peter listens to this man as he speaks to the crowd. And he's hearing what this man is saying and he's, he's intrigued by what this man is saying, but he's also wondering, what could this possibly mean for my life? And then... After the man is done speaking to the crowd, this man turns to Peter and says, hey, put your nets in the water. And Peter's probably like, dude, I already spent all night fishing and I didn't catch anything. It's even harder now because it's daylight and the fish will see the nets and there's no way. Like, what are you thinking? Oh, well, you know what I mean? (laughs) Can't hurt. Can't hurt. I'll just throw the net inside the water. So he throws the nets in the water. And all of a sudden, those nets begin to fill to max capacity with fish so much, so much that the nets start to break and Peter has to call out to his friends to bring their boat to help bring in that haul. And Peter's probably like, there's no way this is by chance. This is by by intention. This is a full-on miracle that Peter witnessed. And now understanding the miracle and who this man might be that is in his boat Peter declares that he is a sinful man who shouldn't be given any thought or importance. But this man is different. He issues Peter a challenge to follow him and become more, to realize the best version of himself. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is found in Ephesians 2.10, and it says this, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, you are, you are God's masterpiece. Okay, now respond by saying, I know. And again, nobody said that to me. And they're, wow, 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 that's you. Hey, thank you. But you are God, we are God's masterpiece. But, but I want to ask you a question. Whose masterpiece? Whose masterpiece? Which means this. We might not think of ourselves as masterpieces, but to God we are. We are God's masterpiece. And it's easy. I remember actually reading that scripture going, oh, oh, I'm God's masterpiece. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell everybody I'm God's masterpiece. But then there's something that hit me when I was working on this message. I realized something. If I'm the masterpiece, I might be the masterpiece, but he's the master. Without the master, I'm nothing. I'm a blank canvas. But with him, I can look like Picasso, but he calls me a masterpiece. My life might not look great, 
My life might look messy, but because of him, I'm a masterpiece. See, Jesus is the master, and we are his masterpiece. He loves us so much that he not only gave us his life, he didn't just give up his life for us, but that he also gave us his life to follow. And when we follow Jesus, we become a reflection of who he is. See, a lot of times we love, we love when we hear Jesus is our savior, that Jesus is our friend. But it's, unless Jesus is our master, we will never fully realize the masterpiece he made us to be. I don't know about you, but I remember reading in school, there's a game we used to play. It was called Simon Says. Yeah? And what would happen is there would be a teacher or a leader, and, and they would say, okay, we're going to play Simon Says. So you, whatever Simon says, you got to follow. If I, if I say it and you don't do it, you're out. If I don't say it and you do it, you're out. And so we're going to play Simon Says right now. So Simon Says, stand up. Oh, he's quick, huh? Some of you guys are like, ha Simon Says, I like to go sleep. Okay. Okay, sit down. If you sat down, you're out. <laughs> All right, Simon says, sit down, sit down. Yeah. Promise, that's the only time we're going to make you stand up. I promise, I promise. Because he is like, oh, man, I just woke up. Okay, Simon says, clap your hands. Clap your hands twice. Oh, you're out. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, Was it three times? <laughs> so I remember when I was a kid, and I'd do that, and I'd be like, and I'd lose, right? Because the, the person would say, Simon says, oh, yeah, do it again. Ah, that's cheat. I never hear clearly. Like, how can you never say I'm loud? How can you never explain all this and that? Like, no, that's not even fair. And so I'd complain, and the teacher would be like, you lost. Sit down and be quiet. Why? Because she's the teacher, or they're the teacher, or they're the leader. And be like, oh, and I'd sit, hmm. But you know what's interesting is this. We also do that with Jesus. Oh, Lord, you said, Lord, you say this. Wait, did you really say that? Like, did you really say that, though? Are you sure? Like, did, Lord, did you really say I got to love my neighbor? I mean, love my enemy, love my neighbor? Like, really? Are you sure? Like, where did you, where did you say that? It's in the Bible. Where? It's in red. Why is it in red? We start complaining, and we start, and, and, and it's almost like we argue with the Lord. And Jesus is saying, well, if you want to discover the best version of yourself, you're going to have to trust in me as Lord, not just Savior, not just friend. And the best part about it is this. I think a lot of times when we hear Lord, we think of, oh, he's going to tell us what to do. Oh, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna dictate our lives. He's going to, I can't, I don't have any control. I'm, well, the funny thing is we, we, we don't have control. But here's the even better part. Is when Jesus becomes our Lord and Savior. When he becomes Lord, he could easily, Jesus easily, really, he could lord over our lives like a dictator. But he doesn't. He lords over our life in love. And when he becomes our Lord, his love, his grace, his mercy, his compassion, his forgiveness, his hope, and his truth becomes evident in our lives. 
if there's anything you take away from today's message, I, I pray it would be this, that the best version of ourselves is the one that reveals Jesus in us. John 15, 4 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. You see, when we follow Jesus, he brings out the best in us. Jesus unleashes his potential and purpose within us when we choose to follow him. And because Jesus loves us, he invites us to experience the best version of ourselves when we decide to follow after him. You see, Peter discovered the best version of himself when he chose to let go of his nets and follow after Jesus. And if you, think, if you read about it, Peter was nowhere near perfect. Peter experienced moments of greatness and not so great. But in the end, he experienced the best version of himself, one that would leave a legacy for all of eternity. You know, it is the year 2023, and I realized uh, something that it's 20 years since I graduated high school. When it comes to May, it's, it's going to be 20 years since I graduated high school. And I remember telling my kids, and my kids were like, oh, dad, you old, yeah? I was like, hey, I'm not that old. And they were like, hey, dad, when you watch Jurassic Road, is that like a, do you relate to it? I'm like, wow, I'm not that old. But I do remember back in 2003, I actually came to this church as a junior uh, in high school. But it was in 2003, we're on that baseball field, actually in the yard over there. After I graduated high school, I was serving in ministry. And I remember in a pool on that grass, I got baptized. I got baptized by Pastor Sheldon and Pastor Marsha. And I remember it was that moment that I said, okay, Lord, I'm gonna follow you. But it's so crazy is that I remember months before that, months before we graduated, where me and my friends were walking around in the mall and, and we were asking each other, like, what, what, so what are, you, what are you guys excited for? What, 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 what's going to take place now that we're going to graduate? And for many of my friends, they're, they're going to move off island. They're going to move to the mainland or go to Oahu. And some are going to pursue being a lawyer. Some of them were going to pursue being a doctor. I remember one of my friends said they were going to be a doctor. I was like, don't be my doctor because I don't trust you. And so we're all talking about that. We're all talking about the future. And I remember uh, going, when I, I want to go to California. I want to go pursue uh, writing movies and directing movies. I want to get into music and produce albums. And I also want to like create a, I wanna also want to open my own restaurant because I love food. And so I remember we're talking about that. And, and so finally they, they asked me, they turned to me and go, Ben, what do you, you want to do? After you graduate, like, what's the plan for you? And I don't know where this came from, but I told them, I think I'm going to be a pastor. And they looked at me like, you, one pastor, you need Jesus. I'm like, I know. And so 20 years ago, I graduated. And I look at it now, and I often question, man, Lord, my life could have been a whole lot different if I hadn't followed you. And I think about it, I go, Lord, 20 years ago, I, I wanted to be a movie director. I wanted to write scripts for, play, for, for movies and stuff. I wanted to get the fame and the fortune and all those things. 
although I haven't written any movies or directed any movies, I have wrote scripts for plays and directed plays here at our church where I've seen hands be raised as a reflection of their heart because they received Jesus. I may have never made an album or gotten into the music industry, but can I tell you, there's way more joy that I have singing and worshiping the Lord every single week than I think anything in the music industry could ever give me. And even this past year, I never thought it would happen, but God gave me an opportunity to not open a restaurant, but still go out and feed his people and pursue that dream. I don't know what the version of me would have looked like had I not followed Jesus. But I can say this, the version of me that has followed Jesus, I wouldn't give that up for the world. And I know he's not done yet. See, that's the thing. As we begin 2023, we can all have goals, we can all have dreams, we can have New Year's resolutions. But let's focus on one thing that's gonna resonate beyond this year. It's who we choose to be. It doesn't matter who we are or what we've done or where we've been or when, why, how. The best version of us is found at the beginning of our relationship with Jesus. And behold, he is making all things new. The Bible says in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. So let's leave our nets. Let's leave them behind and follow Jesus into 2023 and beyond. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning on the very first day of a brand new year. And Lord, although it's great to have New Year's resolutions, to set goals and set dreams. Lord, more importantly, it's a choice of who we choose to reflect. It's a choice of who we choose to be. Lord, I believe none of, no, there's no one that says, I want to be the junk version of myself. We all want to be the best version of ourselves. And it all starts with you. Lord, Peter showed us that when we leave our nets, when we let go of our old life, our old ways, and follow after you, that's when we start to realize the new life and the best version of who we can be. You are our Lord and Savior. So Lord, would you just continue to speak to us, to call us and remind us of who you're creating us to be. There might be some of us, Lord, that maybe we don't have a relationship with you, but Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life, and the best version of ourselves starts with you. And if that's you this morning, I wanna, I wanna invite you to say this prayer with me. And as you repeat it after me, you just say it with all your heart, you're not saying it to anybody else, but you're saying it to your Lord and Savior, Jesus. 
Lord Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose from the grave to give me eternal life because you love me. I ask for forgiveness and I repent from my old ways. I choose to leave the nets and follow after you. To spend time in your word, to spend time in prayer, and to be part of the community that you call the church. So Lord, take my life and make it yours. Let me discover the best version of myself that's found in you. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, as we start this brand new year, Lord, we thank you so much that you continue to guide us and lead us Lord, continue to speak to us, reveal what you're doing in our lives, but most of all, who you are. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we pray for all of these things in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen, amen. Can I just say this? If you made the decision to receive Jesus, would you tell somebody? You can come tell me. If you said yes to Jesus, for those of you online, there's a link that's going to pop up. For those of you here, if you said yes to Jesus, we have our yes table located in our fellowship hall. We have a free gift for you. It's a Bible to help you in your walk with the Lord. God bless you guys. Happy New Year's. Have a great one and continue to discover the best version of yourself in 